Hello and welcome to Star Trek Discovery Mission Report. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. So it's been a while. Apologies. Better late than never. I take I take all the blame for that. We're caught in a wormhole and it, <laughs> it just happened. You know, right. we just got out. So yeah. we were in the mirror universe. Uh-huh. I don't like your mirror self. I don't like either of myself, but I got you. Yeah, yeah but that, he's worse, right? <laughs> he's Come way on. worse. Come on. You gotta feel a little bit better about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was a, a servant, yes. sadly. Yeah. yeah. He gave people baths, just oh. like Saru did. Saru's mere yeah. uh, slave. That was tragic to see that. But yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, last episode we left off on was an episode 10. Mm-hmm. Right now we're going to recap 11 through 15. A lot went down <laughs> since we last Yeah, talked. no kidding. And then we're going to talk about you know, our likes, dislikes with the show. Of course, uh, other news developments regarding season two and... Talk a little Orville slash Trek. Well, let's kick it off then. Where we kind of pick up from Dr. Culver was just killed by Tyler. Mm-hmm. Tyler Volk. Right. He's losing his self because yeah, he's too people. reverting back to Klingon mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Lorel gave him a command and he just kind of went cuckoo. And he got the bad news that he is right. Klingon or was manipulated, whatever. And, of course, you know... Um, Memories start flooding back, and, yeah. And Colbert was going to keep him from doing a mission. That was a bad idea, but yeah. I don't think he knew he was going to get his neck broken. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably would have changed his prescription there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'll be right back. Right. Lockdown. Yeah. That was really tragic. I like that character a lot. And, of course, him and Stamets are the first openly gay couple in Star Trek history. So, yeah, that was kind of a shame to have that happen. Stamets, of course, is in this spore drive verse coma. Right. It's just very trippy and mysterious. Yeah. We get some of our questions answered uh, with it, but it's still up in the air. Like, it's kind of, you know, they didn't concrete say this is this and that and mm-hmm. that. So, uh, yeah. So, Stamets and Kohler had to have a heartbreaking end. Uh, Stamets was in that spore verse trying to get out. He encountered his mere self. Which uh, didn't tell him the truth of how they ended up together and all this, like, you know, in this universe or within the spore. But the Mir Stamets was working on basically weaponizing the spores, I believe. And he basically overcompensated, overworked them. And that's what caused this network to basically go down because they're dying. Yeah. And it's linked to it got linked, I think, with the Prime Verse discovery yeah. when it went yeah, into right. uh, its last uh, jump. Or yes, yep. last jump. So just started everything from there. So yeah, we get that reunion, and it's very heartbreaking. But he he helps get Stamets out of that um, that state, and so Stamets has to help Discovery get home and kind of put his feelings in, on the back burner. Which you can imagine is very hard, and oh, I think yeah. he conveyed that pretty well, yeah. you know, with his emotion and good you know, acting, really good acting. And Tilly was very well too. She was, yeah. you know, very helpful, and he was more respectable to her, you yeah. know. So that was good. So she's she's grown as a character for sure, a ton. So with uh, Burnham and Tyler together on the um, Shinzu, they go to that one planet to try and talk. Basically, it's resistance in the mm-hmm. Mirror universe. Yeah. So you got Mir Serik down right. there, rocking the goatee, classic Spock goatee. Yeah. yeah, I really like that actor. He does a great job, and he mind melds with Burnham and realizes who she really is. You know, they don't know what her intentions are. They don't right. trust her intentions. But a unique thing happens with these peace talks, and this is just between Burnham's character and... Um, all these these groups of resistant warriors. It's got nothing to do with Emperor Jojo, right? Uh, we'll find out, you know, later that yeah, she um, basically put that big hammer down on the piece, right? <laughs> but it was uh, Vok was there, mm-hmm. and of course Tyler's dealing with this alternate uh, state of mind, yeah. And he just he basically sees his doppelganger, right? But it's not his doppelganger. It's very confusing. And you you know he's just gonna blow this whole thing, yeah. and of course he does. <laughs> he does and tries to kill his doppelganger because <laughs> I think it, you know the Vok and then was like, "What's going on? Yeah, that's that's me. Kill what him. the Vok? Yeah, what the Vok is going <laughs> on? 
So, of course, yeah, Tyler loses it. And then he tries to kill Burnham in private back on the ship. Yeah. Which was like, whoa, this is getting intense. And then at the end, we thought, oh, well, they basically beam people to die in space. So that's what they did with him. Mm-hmm. And she gave him a nice gut punch, you know, because, you know, her heart just got broken yeah. extremely because he was her her anchor. And, yeah, it turned out that she just came to realize, oh, crap, he's... Yeah. Well, he thinks he's Klingon. Right. I don't think she really knew. Yeah, I don't think sure. the, the full scope wasn't realized at that point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the hints were everywhere. Because her mind's and, on all this other yeah. stuff. She's got to play captain and yeah. and then she's trying to get killed by the person she loves. Yes, of course. Of course. So a good time. So, yeah, I thought, oh, I guess that's how he dies and then discovery beams from aboard part of this whole big plan. Yeah. And they know what's up and so yeah, they um confine him to uh, I think the sick bay, figure out what the hell's going on with him. I think the evidence was hidden maybe because, you know, Culver knew but he was killed. Right. So, yeah, Tyler disposed of everything. So, they were able to figure out with Lorel what was going on with him? And of course, he starts losing. Tyler starts going away further and further, and they're just basically fighting in the head. Yeah. And so Saru has that nice moment with Lorel where she doesn't want to help. And he basically does the tough love in a way, yeah. even though they're enemies. He does the tough love. He just beams Tyler into her, her brig. Right. It's like, deal with him then. Yeah, that you know? was awesome. Yeah, if you really love him, you're going to basically kill him. Yeah. And that's what she does. Excellent, excellent piece of uh, scenery there with uh, um, Saru. I mean, I just, that was one of my favorite moments of his in the whole season. Yeah, he, you know, at the beginning, I didn't really, I always thought he'd be a side character. I never thought he'd be in the captain's chair. And yeah, he's he pretty really, integral. Integral yeah. all season long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a big development for that character. Yeah. You're going from a guy who uh, wanted to get the hit list of captains. Yeah. And then he kind of ended up being coming one of those oh hits, yeah you know and when you're an actor and you're basically a cg person <laughs> you know that's right. a tough thing to pull off i think um you know, especially today you know because there's you know they can make so many cool looking alien characters they kind of get lost in the shuffle yes but he really brought that character to life um and it was just phenomenal oh he's he's incredible yeah. i i really hope he gets somehow gets an oscar maybe someday he was he was in doug jones we're talking yeah. about he was in shape of water played an, another creature yeah he's just so damn good at it it's it's weird but what's unique about him and I, I saw like a a piece on him he basically says he's still unrecognizable in public yeah so he doesn't get that like people bothering right him. he can just walk amongst us basically. that's awesome yeah he's just a tall <laughs> good skinny him, dude yeah good on him he did a great job with that part and so back on um burnham's and she meets emperor jojo they come aboard her uh the headquarter vessel it's like nothing you've ever seen before it's yeah. got that huge light which is the spore right weaponry i believe it kind of looks like lord of the rings with that eye yeah on top like of the, the castle the yeah, eye. yeah yeah exactly really trippy looking yeah. uh the design there burnham brings Lorca because Lorca's wanted mm-hmm. apparently the mere Lorca was he helped raise burnham with emperor jojo right. burnham and emperor jojo are mother and daughter Right. So Lorca helped her uh, raise Burnham, and then I guess they became lovers, which is gross. Like a Woody Allen. Right, yeah. There. Mia Farrow. <laughs> yeah, oof. So they planned to overtake Emperor Jojo. Of course, that didn't happen. They right. both left, and Lorca just returned. Michael Burnham Mirrorverse is probably dead. Right. He never did get that confirmed but most likely that's what most happened. likely and it's interesting that we never did get it confirmed mm-hmm. so you know there's an opening to get back to saru <laughs> bathing burnham right it's really weird but someone took uh boys to men i'll make love to you and they dubbed it with that nice it's a youtube video you should check it out <laughs> it's pretty funny it's like whoa that changes it so much yeah. um <laughs> We find out that uh, I guess it's a delicacy to eat Saru's species huh. in the Mirrorverse. It's very disgusting because Burnham basically chose dinner. Yeah, when she met Giorgio, Mirror Giorgio, and yeah, she was like, "Here, have some of my uh, membrane." I was like, right. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't eating like Chinese or anything. Like this is just too much or pasta, whatever. 
Giorgio catches on that Burnham is not Burnham, her right. Burnham anyway. And it looks Burnham's going to get killed. But then Giorgio kills her whole staff to, you know, get rid of the witnesses. Yeah. Because she's letting uh, Burnham go. And a unique thing happens. Light from outer space, from the spore weapon, it hits Giorgio in the, in the eyes and she has a reaction to it. Someone else has similar reaction to light. Would you like to talk about that, Steve? <laughs> and it's something we've kind of wondered ourselves for a while. So this was like one of the biggest things I complained about, like a two-year-old, you know, when the yeah. series first started, you know, with a Lorca's, you know, sensitive, you know, eyesight to, to bright lights and adjustment and stuff. You know, I'm just thinking, you know, what a dumb quirk <laughs> for someone to have just randomly. You know, it's just really weird. You know, uh, my pinky nail grows faster than the rest. So, you know, that's my thing. <laughs> and so I just thought it was kind of a dumb deal. But I am uh, completely reversing my stance Vindication. because they brought it all, you know, together. And, you know, there's a reason for it. And it was uh, just another example, though, of the series surpassing my expectations. And, you know, it was... a. Uh, I was really happy to to kind of see that, yeah. Because I was glad to be wrong, and you know, well, maybe I complained about it, but there was a reason for it, you know. And I'm the first person to go back and say, well, hey, well, even I cool. thought it was kind of silly, you know. I was like, oh, they're just trying to build him up, and then right. we didn't know what the hell was going on with Lorca. He had some darkness to him, yeah. but but basically, we we find out, we find out, Burnham finds out through flashbacks. Uh, now, I will say. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of payoff we had to go through to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but nonetheless, uh, you know, it was there and it was smart writing. It meant more, though. It meant it more. Was, so right. far in. Yeah, exactly. You and know, it just everything just put, got into place. You yeah. Because if I stopped watching like halfway through the, you know, first season, yeah. I'd still be stuck on, you know, he has a stupid little quirk thing with his eyes. It was dumb, you know. And, Watch episode. Or, da, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, that was a cool way that they, they paid that off. So. Lorca is really mere Lorca. Uh-huh. I remember watching that that reveal and my jaw just like did stages of dropping. I right. was like, oh my God. And of course I was like, Steve, did you see that? Yeah. Lorca Prime is like, dead, oh. right? Well, we don't know. Is that another thing where it's just not clear, right? I don't think so. I think we could meet him maybe. Okay. But it does explain why his ship blew up in the uh, Prime. Yeah. Mere Lorca did it deliberately. Right. And maybe some people survived, including Prime Lorca. Right. Not sure. I kind of hope so, just because of the actor. Well, know? yeah, of course. Jason Isaacs, great yeah. actor. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's nice about Michelle Yeoh. It's like we thought we lost her in episode oh, yeah. two, two, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. And we get like some flashbacks and holograms. Yeah. But this was like something you could tell she's having fun with it. Oh, yeah. She got to help design the sword. Uh I guess some guy from props, like, basically had to, like, just drive fast, run through an airport to catch her before she left town nice. to get the final approval oh, and nice. notes on the sword before they <laughs> were going to make it final. But her background is all all of that oh, sorcery yeah. and martial arts. So, like, this was perfect yeah, for her. She was phenomenal. And, you know, she doesn't really play a role like she is the mirror version of her yeah you know? and so it's new yeah so i mean you can tell she's just enjoying it and she's killing it man i mean right just amazing so glad she's still around yeah amir Lorca breaks out of his shock booth yeah. bill and ted you know shock right. booth pretty much and he assembles his men they all know what they need to do security lady who died from the um big spore bug mm-hmm. warp warp what do we call him warp dog or something yeah warp dog warp dog <laughs> she's there so she gets to come back too yeah. it's very um very cool how they did that yeah you know cuz you'd see them on after trek and you'd be like oh damn they got to go yeah so i was hoping like maybe we'll find um mir culver right. you know and stamets can have him i guess yeah exactly <laughs> This episode with Lorca trying to take over the ship, trying to do what he planned to do all along. Right. And we come to find out before they jumped and went into the Mirrorverse and Stamets went into his um, crazy Spore-verse coma. 
Lorca put those codes in mm-hmm. for their heading, got the signature from all those jumps they did around right. the Klingon ship, and that's how he knew to get to the Mirrorverse. That was also a yeah. reveal that was just like everything just clicked, right? And you just are like, oh, I totally understand everything now. Yeah, and it makes a character just very smart, mm-hmm. and you know, you get a, even a better appreciation for. His uh, evilness, so to speak, you know. <laughs> oh, Isaacs. Yeah, he always yeah. plays a villain. So it wasn't a stretch. Right. But again, I hope we see the prime one. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it would be really cool. I'd like to say when he was in the prime verse, his Lorca did some good stuff. Oh, yeah. So you almost wonder, like, was he maybe trying to change a little bit? Was the yeah. prime verse rubbing off on him, or was that just all an act? I think it was all an act. I think it was all an act. I, I only do because I think Zach he... committed. Yeah, he had the end goal in mind. True. And yeah. we saw so many points in the series up to that point where he would do questionable things to get something done. Mm-hmm. And I think he was just building up towards that. Yeah. yeah. And I think anything he did nice had to be the act. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Batman. When he's Bruce Wayne, that's the act. Right. You right, know, right. he is Batman. Right. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I think I think it was uh, his nice moments were Bruce Wayne stuff. You know, he just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really who he was. That was very interesting how all that came together. And as he's trying to take over the Emperor's ship and kill Giorgio, it becomes like a diehard mm-hmm. with Burnham yeah. and Air Ducks. It was so cool. And that was their intention. Yeah. The writers and I think the director... But she was, you know, secretly contacting Discovery. That's how she let him know about Lorca. Right. All that stuff. It was so good. And it just had a, a great ending. Um, the Mir Stamets gets taken out. Apparently on the bridge of the Emperor's ship, you can open a door and it goes right into the spore drive yeah. weapon. And so they were going to, it looked like they were going to throw Stamets in there. And then Lorca's like, oh, I don't want to. Uh, something like that. Uh, I just being theatrical, and then they just blast him in yeah. the back, and he just you know vaporizes. We have a lot of cool battles within the ship. It's heavily action, you know, yeah. based, and you know the payoff at the end was just beautiful. You have, you know, on Discovery, you have the whole crew finally, the bridge crew, we're getting to know them more, yep. how they're strategizing, coming to the Emperor's ship themselves to pick Burnham up, and right, and you know, of course, they're trying to get. The Defiant, they think that's their answer, yeah. but apparently it was not nope. the answer. <laughs> I actually went back and watched that episode with the Defiant, and I forgot yeah. exactly what happened to her. Apart from the the change, which people were freaking out about, you know, uh, when Tyler brought it up, when he first got to the Mirrorverse, right. the Defiant looked different. People were just like, ooh, right. you know, it's like, don't ruin my Enterprise. Yeah, <laughs> That was a really cool scene when uh, Giorgio... With Burnham, they had that huge fight. Burnham was fighting the security. Lorca has a thing for Burnham. Yeah. And we understand that now. We didn't, we thought before maybe it was like a mentor thing. Right. But I think it was more of like, hey, was, she's my, she's my boo. It was creepier than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So <laughs> it's funny. He's Lorca when they finally confront Emperor Giorgio and um, Burnham. Uh, Lorca and Giorgio are going at it. Great fight. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, Burnham and the security chief from, you know, Prime verse, they were going at it. And Lorca was, like, both defending himself and then defending Burnham from getting, yeah. you know, he's, like, stabbing the other security because it's, like, he that's his, that's his girl. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to happen to her. And he sees the potential. Like, he knows what she's capable of. And uh, it's, like, a almost like a self prophecy fulfilling prophecy yeah because he did say to his men before he left that he was going to um you know come back and take over everything yeah going back to that maybe a little stretch i don't know it was kind of vague how he got put in the prime verse mirror Lorca. Mm-hmm. he was apparently on a planet the emperor or i'm sorry they're they're on their ship i think and the emperor was trying to shoot him and as they did somehow they, he hit a wave or right. something and then went into the prime. So yeah. that was kind of, I don't know, not as clear as I'd like it to be. Yeah, but. it's it's the cosmic uh, scapegoat, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, clause, yeah. where, you know, if you need something done, well, just some sort of anomaly in space yeah. did it. Yeah. That was a coffee break. Right. Like, let's just wrap this up. I, I'm I'm jittery. That's what I, that's my, you know, biography <laughs> title. 
anomaly in space. So something went wrong. <laughs> How we describe this beautiful thing that happened? Anomaly in space. Yeah. Brilliant. Let's use that to death. That was my only complaint, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, there are complaints, but anyway, they Lorca had the best death ever, I think. Yeah. Maybe ever in Star Trek. I don't know. I mean, not nah, probably shouldn't say that. I don't want to get killed. Yeah. Or threatened. Well, it wouldn't have been Shatner's. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, he. Uh, it was a very impressive way to go out, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was just awesome. Uh, you just remind me, though, uh, you when Shatner bit, bit it, it was... You know, a bridge that killed him, yeah. well, in gravity. But there's a meme, I think, or some saying it where it says, um, Captain on the bridge, bridge on the captain. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Lorca just burn him, kicks him down into the spore weapon, yeah. and he just gradually loses everything, his skin and everything. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was actually beautiful. It was, you know, gross. Not yeah. really too gross. But it was almost a sigh of relief when yes. it happened, you know? Right. Just watching the whole show and all the build up, and it was just like, okay. Right. How do we get out of the rest of it? <laughs> <laughs> At that time, uh, I think Discovery comes through and they're blasting that spore thing, trying to destroy it, just taking out the whole ship. It's very uh, strategized yeah. well. And you got to see Discovery who really kicks some ass. Yeah. It was really neat, uh, action packed, the whole bridge crew interacting and. It was it was something you've been longing to see. Oh yeah, it looks like Giorgio is gonna die again because she's taking on her men and the ship's blowing up at the same time. Yeah. Michael has a way out; they're beaming her out, and she decides last minute to grab Giorgio, Mir Giorgio. Yeah, taking her to the prime universe. Yes, they get back on Discovery, and they're like, "We got to get the hell out of here." Mm-hmm. So Stamets thinks he can navigate it. Yeah, with little, uh, Tilly's help. Uh, he thinks he can navigate it and just find their way. So he basically, it's really a cool effect. Yeah. They lock him in and it, there's all these pathways. Right. But then he's got to choose the right pathway. Yeah. And he does choose the right one, but it's like three months too late. Yeah. They're in the future. You know, and they thought they were, or everyone else thought they were gone and missing. Yes. And uh, a lot had happened. <laughs> yeah. Like Starfleet is pretty much losing the yeah. war. Like it's happening. It's going to be a for sure thing, it looks like. Yeah. And you've got Admiral uh, Cornwell. She comes on board with Sarek. And they're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. They had a debrief. And, you know, Cornwell had that great scene where she phaser blasts the fortune cookie bull. Right. Because she's just upset. She's like... I knew he, that wasn't my Lorca, because he was just weird. Yeah, and she and he pretty much sent her to get killed. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, Sarek's too sick. We should send her. <laughs> yeah, and he knew he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that was when, you know, I knew that. Well, we didn't know for sure he was Mirror at the time, mm-hmm. but it was like, oh, he's a total asshole. Oh, you know, for I mean, sure. Yeah. There's no question. Yeah. So they strategize. They're trying to figure out what they can do to help win this war. And also just trying to get used to being back, processing everything. Tyler seems to be Tyler again. And, of course, he still has the memories of what he did. There's that scene where him and Stamets come face to face. By accident, they just, like, turn a corner and it's like, hi. It was a great way they did that scene. You know, you could tell. It's just one of those situations, like, there's no right or wrong to yeah. deal with this, you but know, but it was still tense, you know. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, that was that was really powerful, and Tyler's just trying to understand where I guess where his place is. So apparently, they it's that's also kind of confusing still what they did to him because you mm-hmm. think it was Klingon altered, but then they talk about they took the actual Tyler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a, like they took his DNA and they kind of rearranged it, and yeah. You know, it's basically like using the old parts for the new guy. You yeah, know? yeah. Almost a Frankenstein type deal. Right, yeah. right. They get the plan to, uh, well, <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. You got the mere Giorgio. So Burnham had hope that she could make Giorgio, like, good, you know. Uh, she would. She's basically just trying to have a second chance right. at something that's not, it's not the same person. But she believes that she could be the same person. So it's a kind of a stretch, but I get it, you know, because it's, it's so fresh still. Right. It's like seven months ago, her captain was alive, prison sentence, all that. Giorgio's pissed why she saved her because Giorgio wanted to go out in style. That's the way she was headed. It's a warrior race, right. you know. She didn't have all the answers, Burnham. So at the end of the show, it turns out 
Giorgio made a deal with Cornwell to allow her to take the uh, identity of Prime Giorgio. Right. And help win the war. And she gets to walk on the bridge of the ship and play captain, and everyone's got to look at her. Mm -hmm. And, of course, she's not friendly with Saru's race. Right. And so she's very, like, I don't like you. Yeah. Saru's summoning Burnham over to him to be like, you can believe this shit? Yeah, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking, what the hell, Starfleet? But they're so desperate, so it makes sense, but... It's either that or lose everything. Yeah. It's still, I'm like, what the hell is going on? So, of course, no no surprise, Giorgio has her own plan. Mm -hmm. Their overall plan, it was made by Giorgio, was to, I think, threaten to blow up Kronos, get the upper hand, plant some bombs and blow it up. But she actually wanted to blow it up. Yeah. Because where she's from, that's That's what they do. That's how they did it, yeah. That's what they do. So, they all beam over. And the other unique thing is they had a jump within the planet, I believe, Mm -hmm. They had to navigate that carefully just so they could get close enough to have a good signal to beam people on and off right. and get back in time, of course. And avoid detection. I think yes. She wasn't yet. Yes. So we get to see the inner world of Kronos, the Klingon world. Yeah. Which, you know, we still, I don't think we still know everything about Kronos here and there. You know, I'm sure yeah. it's been touched upon. Yeah, there are bits and pieces, but that's all it was. It was always bits and pieces. For sure. Then this was world building, too, because we yeah. got to see... There's like gambling down there. Oh, yeah. There's all species, too. It's not just Klingon. Yeah, there's a lot of street activity. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, could be a problem to some fans. Yeah. I don't know. But a lot of food trucks, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Taco? Taco. Let's <laughs> get a taco. But, yeah, we had an interesting cameo by Mr. Clint Howard yeah. himself. That was, uh, was that surprising to you? Um, distracting? <laughs> I think it was distracting just because... He's like, you want some weed? That's just, pretty much what he yeah. was. He was a druggie. That guy. Until he smoked it, trying to blend in, and she's just hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Oh, I know. Clint I, Howard. I know. And, of course, Tyler's inner Klingons coming out as they're gambling, and it really scared Burnham. She's like, this guy isn't... Yeah. This isn't Tyler's. I mean, it's Tyler, but it's... I can't be with this, basically. Right. This, this is crazy. So Tyler's still got all the memories and... Knows how to gamble like Vok did. Like I guess Vok was terrible at everything except gambling. So he had a knack for it. So that helped him win an upper hand to get some information. And of course, you know, uh, Giorgio has a threesome. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is Star Trek. Right. This is crazy. So yeah, she has a relationship, brief relationship to get some info as well. And then, of course, her plan is she's going to detonate the bomb. She drops it down. The shaft, whatever, to the core of the planet. Yeah. And Burnham talks her out of it and gets the detonator. And then she just lets Giorgio go away. Yeah. Just clean slate, pretty much. And then they, in turn, let Laurel gain control, help Starfleet win the war. Basically, right. surrender, I believe. She got all the houses together. Right. And she's like, I got the detonator, assholes. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we will bow to you. Right, yeah. You are our new leader. And then Tyler decides to go with Laurel in the end because he's out of place. They yeah. kind of have some nice basic instinct interactions, so which is crazy. Do you notice yeah. we got Klingon boob? Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! Yeah. This is uh, this is pushing it. Yeah, pushing the envelope. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. That was uh, that was pretty interesting. So that's pretty much how we ended the the show. Uh, they went back to the Earth Discovery crew and. Got their badges. Burnham is no longer um, going to jail. They got her out of that. Yeah. You know, it kind of happens when you save the world and stuff. Yeah. Happened with Kirk. So. Yeah, exactly. It was a Kirk move before Kirk move. Right. So she finally got her badge. Yeah. Which has always annoyed me, but I get it. She's not really an officer, but it's like, put the damn badge on. This right. Is weird. And then Tilly, she's no longer an ensign. She got the full badge herself, and that was great. Burnham gave a speech. It was weird how she gave that speech. It was. It felt like it was overacting just because as she was talking, they made cuts to everyone getting, like, badged. Yeah. And it felt like, like, you're not saying this now. Like, right. yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm hoping that was just, like, you know, it was one of those scenes where she's doing her own scene. But right. they're cutting to other scenes before We're just after. seeing other pieces. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I don't like that. 
overall, I mean, I, I dug the last episode. Um, I kind of thought it was anticlimactic just because it's such a big buildup. And then it's all, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're just going to threaten to blow this planet up. Right. You know, I didn't hate it. After, I think Lorca was probably the high, right? And right. We get back to our prime verse and it's like, okay, You kind of breathe a little bit and yeah. that's where we left. The end of the show, they're, they're set in course to do their thing. They're pretty much going to explore, I think, now because the war's over. I think that's where season two is heading into yeah. more, you know, Trek we come to know. Right, exploration, safe Trek. that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> safe Trek. But they encounter a message. You want to mention that right before the show ends? Right before the show ends. And it wasn't a distress call, right? Yeah, I think it was. Was it? Yeah. And uh, it was another Starfleet ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a Captain Pike. Yes. I don't remember the name of the ship. Is I it, don't. Uh, Hmm. No. Very... The Enterprise! <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty sweet. I, I love that. Uh, re- I mean, you knew it was coming. You knew it was coming, but it was still Cause they're like, we can't rec- worth it. We you can't know? make out the uh, you know, the ID on the ship. Right. And it was like, on the screen, NCC-170. And you're like, I know what that is. Yeah. And then Burnham basically turned the camera like, it's the Enterprise, everybody. Right. You know, I, I liked the last episode, but I feel like, it's like you didn't have to go that far. I, right. You know what I mean? It's like. It's the Enterprise. Right. Like, They're guiding us. I'm not a trying to be a downer. Much, you know? Yeah, it's like, okay, okay. We know, we know. Yeah. But we got to see the Enterprise. Yeah. And it didn't look like the Defiant. Mm-mm. So what do you think of that Enterprise? It's basically TOS crossed with the motion picture right. Enterprise in a way, but it's also got its own little flair yeah. to it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I mean, it's. I think it's going to be interesting to see if they go into ship design versus, you know, discovery versus the other ships in the mm-hmm. fleet, that sort of thing. But it was just, it was awesome to see, you know, I just, I loved it. And you're right. They did handhold a little bit, a little bit extra than they needed to. It left me uh, really excited for season two. Sure. So. It's, it's a good uh, cliffhanger. Yeah. You were like, oh my God. And I think fans like the new Enterprise pretty well. I don't think there was too many haters. I didn't see a lot of backlash on it. No. I mean, you know, it's not it's not the original Enterprise, but it's like, come on. Right. They have to contemporize the look. And yeah. I've seen some cool drawings of what the new bridge could look like, you yeah. know. And it's it's actually looks great. Yeah. I mean, it's got the classic in there, but it's it's got the discovery type stuff. It's not a huge bridge, sure. but it's it's just like what we yeah. what we knew and it's just different. I'm glad she didn't say, you know, hey, it's the Enterprise, and my brother Spock's on it. <laughs> right. That would have been too far. Right. But Sarek was with them. That's the deal. Yeah. They were taking him back home to yeah. Vulcan. So, yeah, we get that head-to-head meet with the Enterprises. Looks like they're going to have that window screen, just like most of the new ships have now in, right. that, in that universe. The J.J. Abrams started right. it, which I kind of dig. Yeah, I like it, too. It really makes you feel like you're... On the bridge of a ship. Yeah. Because you kind of see the out the mm-hmm. outside of it, you know, through the viewer. Yeah, it's cool. But, yeah, i got a lot of questions like, what's the distress call about? Yeah. What's going on? It's Captain Pike. And Spock's got to be on board. Yeah. You know? Word just broke a couple of days ago because everyone's like, who's going to play Captain Pike? I, I didn't even know if he'd see them. I didn't know if right. it was going to be like a one-off thing. And sure. And we pick up and they're on another mission. But it looks like Anson Mount, who was just in in Humans, played a guy who couldn't talk. Yeah. So he's been on other things. And forgive me if uh, I'm uh, not mentioning those other shows. I'm sure he's a good actor. Right. He looks the part. He looks yeah. like Captain Pike on steroids, pretty much. He's a big dude. Yeah. So I know that they can't dig up Jeffrey Hunter. So I'm right, not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like this is ridiculous. Right. But before this casting. You know, we were going to record sooner, obviously, and I kept thinking, like, should for Spock, who should play him? Should it be? There's three ways you can go about it, and obviously, I think one way is going to be for sure. You could do a CGI Spock. If you're not right. going to see Spock much, you could do CGI Leonard Nimoy. People like it. If you did it creatively, not just like, look at the face. This looks real. No, it doesn't. Show us an angle. It's fine. Thought Zachary Quinto. Yep. But then you'd have to have his Pike, probably. Right. So it's probably going to just be another actor. Probably another actor. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm sure they'll find someone cool. Who's the guy that plays Sheldon on Big Bang oh, Theory? Uh, oh, crap. What's his name? Jim, Jim Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. Too skinny. 
uh, he is too well, skinny. Maybe not. I don't know. But I mean, I think you could pull off the whole, um, you know, facade. But yeah, I don't know. Well, I they're just... already paying him enough, so why right. not just do a little thing for them? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, there could be. I'm sure there's a million good choices we don't know about. You know, unknowns or whatever. I mean, someone will someone will go in there and probably do just a nice job. Yeah, I'll be anxious to to know who they who they get, and of course, see all the backlash. That'll be. Right, people freaking out. I think people are digging this pipe casting, though. Yeah, I, I I like it. I think it's fine. Yeah, I think so too. I'm really liking you know everything the Enterprise, and as long as it doesn't overwhelm season two, right? Because it's Star Trek Discovery, right? It's not Star Trek. Covered everything pretty much. We're caught up. Let's talk about likes and dislikes of season one. Go ahead and. So, um, for me, the likes were it. Obviously, I, I like the upgrades in technology. You know, a lot of people are kind of mixed on that but i thought that was just really cool the spore drive i thought was really kind of a brilliant touch i thought i would dislike what's her name gilly tilly tilly mm-hmm. gilly's in game of thrones <laughs> gilly's her mere stupid self, i don't know yeah tilly <laughs> tilly was just i i don't know i was just i thought she was very annoying the first few episodes mm-hmm. and and wasn't sure you know are we gonna get this uh, oh my god type person you mm-hmm. know the whole time right yeah but it turned out to be one of my favorite things in the show was her development, you sure. know, through the whole season. And uh, I don't know. This was very reminiscent to me of the feel of the the relaunched Battlestar Galactica several years ago on sci-fi. You know, just ha- it had that serious approach to it. There was a lot of consequences. You know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't your slow joke around, you know, everybody has a laugh at Spock's expense at the end of the show and <laughs> freeze frame, you know, nothing like that. But uh, Live studio audience. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, but it was great. I mean, I there's not a lot I didn't like. I mean, anything I didn't was probably just really minor and nitpicky because mm-hmm. there's not one thing that sticks out in my head as that sucked or this should have changed. You know, even the, the I thing at the beginning was annoying but it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a showstopper for me yeah i just thought it was dumb you know but then they they went ahead and fixed it, it and, brilliant yeah it made steve eat his words i think that's their that was their only goal telling me to shut up you they know, heard so. us they, yeah, like, yeah they heard to it. rewrite the whole show yeah that, steve's right <laughs> that is kind of dumb we were gonna have him have surgery but that'd be boring he's <laughs> so gonna have laser surgery and turn into hulk yeah but uh it was uh i don't know i i if i have to give it like a rating out of a 10 it's a solid eight or nine for me, you cool. know, solid because it was just really great. I agree with everything you said, and yeah, I think it was pretty solid show. Yeah. You know, yeah, nitpicks. Hopefully, it'll stand the test of time with the fans, right? But, sh- you know, show me a season one without nitpicks, right? Of course, you know. Course. I mean, yeah. it's pretty solid for season one. It is. Yeah, I mean, inter- or the next generation. Season one isn't as roundly liked as, you Actually, know. Actually, I don't think they got together to like season three. Three on up, <laughs> you know, so. You go out there and watch, there's documentaries on it. Oh, like, yeah. They didn't know what the hell they were doing. Right. Roddenberry was like checked out pretty oh, yeah. much. She had crazy ideas. And there were some cool moments yeah. there, but yeah, it was by and large kind of a mess, you know. Yeah. And they came into their own and poof, you know. And I think this was easily a great first season, mm-hmm. you know, for a new show. And yeah, pretty good. Cast chemistry was great. Yeah, it really was. It was a big cast, too. Hmm. These people are very well established. Yeah. Some aren't, but they are now. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess uh, test time, you know, the Star Trek fans, I'm sure they'll hopefully enjoy it more, get off yeah. their high horse bit. Right. But we also made new fans this way. And, yeah, it's darker. And it's probably a phase. Like, they're going to get back to the light side of Star War- or Star Trek. Yeah. With that said, it's kind of... Uh, I wouldn't say it's a bad time for Discovery to, to look its look the way it does and to come out when it did to come out because yeah. we have the Orville, right? Which came out at the same time, and it's very familiar territory. Right, it's a comfort to Star Trek fans, and it's been, I think, pretty much embraced by the Star Trek community. Oh yeah, very similar uh, with stories uh, like. Very TNG esque. I, I see that a lot. Very in next gen. Very much so. And that's a huge influence of McFarland's anyway. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, he's had all those guys on Family Guy. I mean, he's, sure. you know, Patrick Stewart's been on Family Guy a billion times. And, you know, McFarland is a, it's a not secret. It's not a secret. He's a huge Star Trek fan. He is. And he, he is. loved the next gen. And, you know, that whole show, 
I wasn't sure what to expect, you know, but it's got drama. It's got some comedy. It's got some good action and it's got heart, you know, and, and it's a sci-fi. So when you, when you blend all that, mm-hmm. that, that could be a really weird cocktail, you know, but yeah. I'm but telling you, they, they've made it work. I mean, it was great. They did. And I am totally for both Star Star Trek fans liking both shows, right? Yeah. It's fun. It's not really a parody either. Yeah. It's, and it's not a competition, you know? No, it shouldn't yeah. be. It shouldn't be. They're, they're totally different shows. But my whole thing is, you know, I'm like, I wish these hardcore fans who are basically turning their back on Discovery because of the way it looks and everything yeah. like that. I mean, they're judging. They're basically... Doing the opposite of what Starfleet's about, right? And yeah, Star Trek's about, right? Uh, not embracing any change or yeah, and every any fan base that. has its a holes, and yeah, of course, Star Trek's of no course. different. And you know, they're basically turning to the Orville as their new Star Trek show, which as long as they can both get good ratings and stay on the air, yeah, do whatever you that's want. Fine, that's fine. <laughs> I just, I just think that's very stupid to be like, I'm turning my back on Star Trek. Yeah, you can have both. Yeah, you know, it's like the whole Star Trek versus Star Wars. You know, it's yeah. like. Or DC versus Marvel. Why mm-hmm. can't you like both? Right. You know. And that probably, I'm sure that hurt Discovery because, yeah, it's like, oh, we're going to go in this new direction, but here's some familiar territory. Yeah. And it's like, oh, familiar territory. Yeah. And, um, well, it doesn't help that you have to pay to watch Discovery. Right. You know, Orville's on Fox. So, and you can get the Fox app and watch the last oh, yeah. episodes. It had pretty great ratings for, you know, Discovery right. having to pay for it. But, you know, their episodes are out there anytime you want to watch them, as long as you have the subscription. So yep. I'm going to probably binge watch those again. And, of course, you get After Trek, which yeah. you finally got to catch a yeah. few. Yeah, started watching those, and that was good. I really like that. It gets Great behind the, the scenes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it was really cool having the actors on and right. the writers. And, you know, you just got a lot more insight than you would just watching the show. Yeah, it's they, like it's like uh, watching the IMDb IMDb trivia section come to life. Yeah, you know, basically, it was just right. really cool. There were so many cool, you know, tidbits and stuff in there. It was well put together. It was yeah. like, and it's like Talking Dead. It's live show after the the airing of the first show, and I think Matt Myra did a great job hosting that. He is so smart and funny. I've been a fan of his for years, so I'm glad he finally has. Uh, a hosting gig like yeah. that because he's a big Trek fan. Cool outlet for him. Yeah, and it's a beautiful set. And yeah, you got to see after Lorca was revealed to be Mira Lorca, you got to see Jason Isaacs on the show, and yeah. you know he's saying hi. And, you know <laughs> it was it was really cool. So yeah. they had these ship models at the in the last After Trek show. Yeah, the Discovery and the Shinzu, I believe they're like light up models. Oh, cool! I was getting my taxes back, so I was like. I could pay two, three hundred probably for one of those. They're like two, three thousand each. Oh boy! So I used your card. Sorry, gotcha. No problem. I didn't even notice the charge. They're very nice. Yeah, no. yeah you're welcome. Oh, they're beautiful though. Like <laughs> I went out to the site and oh my god, they're detailed. Like uh, the shuttle bay, you can see shuttles in there. Oh man, it's, it's oh, extravagant. I don't know who the hell is going to pay that much. Right. Any Someone rich will. Star Trek fan out yeah. there will, but. That was uh, Seth MacFarlane. You'll... Yeah, that would be funny, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it? Maybe he put it in the Orville uh, in his quarters oh, in go, the background. Right. Yeah, right. But yeah, um, you know, it's been a it's been a great year, really. I think uh, Star Trek fans were getting caught up, getting that taste of the '90s. Getting you know, even though we just have one Star Trek show, right? But the Orville feels like it, yeah, it's very like it's like Star Trek Discovery. Get in there, it jars your head, right? And then Orville is kind of like, oh, this is like a calming. Yeah. You know, it's hard to explain, but yeah, the Orville. Yeah, it's just like a palate cleanser, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's good to go, you know, next to each other, you know, yeah. it kind of just helps balance things and maybe help you not bitch about like, oh, this is too dark. Yeah. But it looks like season two, they might lighten it up a little bit. That's the rumor. And season so. two is usually tougher than the first one. Yeah. They got to outdo what they did before and, Hopefully Enterprise won't be as much as I love Enterprise and the crew and stuff. I hope it's not too jammed down our throats because right. it just becomes a different show. Yeah. So that'd be very interesting. And we still have to get a captain for Discovery, which some people think maybe Pike could do that. I don't know. But yeah. uh, you know, he later had a transport accident in TOS. We'll see how much they mirror the That would be interesting. Prime timeline. I mean I'm just the I don't prime line. 
It, yeah, the prime line. Well, actually, it can't be Pike because then Kirk would have to take over. Right. And that's too soon. This is 10 years before. Yeah. But we know Spock was on Enterprise 10 years before Kirk. So, so yeah, we'll see. Spock should be there. Yeah, he should, should be, be there. I look forward to that casting announcement. Yeah. I'll be, uh, be Adam Nimoy. So. <laughs> right. That'd be cool. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Four seems to be moving forward. A lot of scripts being written right yeah. now. So this is like the the most uh, we've heard about it in over a year or right. two. It's been a long time. <laughs> so, I mean, it felt dead in the water for a while. But the show, I think, helped generate buzz again. And, of yeah. course, Tarantino, whether you like it or not. <laughs> not. <laughs> I am i don't know. I, I'm, I'm more towards not. But some of me is intrigued, like, what could he do? Would it right. be? But then again, it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. The Klingons would be crazy. It'd be. It's just too much for him. Yeah. I mean, he, he excels in reality <laughs> yeah. scenarios. He's never done sci-fi. No, I I just can't I just can't get a grip on what that would look like. I know it's just uh, I don't know. It'd be a trip. But... And but you know, if that were to happen, and if it were good, I'll be the first to praise him. I mm-hmm. just and I hate saying don't judge something until it's out, <laughs> but I'm just having a hard time. Yeah, you know? it's, right. it's tough. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand. I just remember another criticism we had of season one of Discovery, the Klingons. No, mm, yeah, the Has makeup that and the language. Yeah, right? have you has it changed? Or I think it lightened up towards the end, but you know, the language has to go. That's the only bad thing about that first episode. Like seeing it the first time is great. Rewatching it's like, yeah. Can I turn a translator on? Like, right. Jesus. And then the prosthetics are so thick and everything. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, oh, they, oh, oh. it all sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. That's the only thing I wish they could change kind of is that makeup. I just think, uh, you know, uh, when they were on that planet and there was like uh, two other species there. I can't remember the species right now, but the blue species with the ears yeah. or the antennas. Yep. They made slight modifications to those. Yeah. Klingons are like complete overhaul. Right. And it's just thick ass makeup. I mean, my hat's off to the the actress who plays Laurel. She was able to do a pretty good job. And Tyler, you know, the the actor played Tyler and Vok did a pretty good job. But man, that makeup's like It's mean, a it's, lot. It's cool, but it's like you almost need to CGI the mouths because right. it's just like oh, You don't rah, you don't get rah. the emote part at all. You know, I mean Wharf. Mm-hmm. Some of what made Worf so, A, lovable, funny, and feared and everything was the fact that he was able to do so much without saying a word. Right. You know, the eyes and, you know, the scowl or whatever, you know, it was right. just... And it was a cheat yeah. because it was human. Yeah. I mean, Michael Dorn, you know, underneath was... Right. And they were able to use human body parts with everything. and But someone did a rendering of, like, what Worf would look like if, the, if he looked like one of these Klingons. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, no, no. Because it's not really even approachable, it seems, you know. Uh, right. I think it's more than just the shattered cranial exoskeleton <laughs> at the tricipital lobe. Exactly. I concur. What do you say? <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm kidding. That was, um, I don't remember which Borg-themed episode it was, yeah. but, yeah. you know, Klingon, shattered cranial exoskeleton at the tricipital <laughs> lobe. That's one thing I've heard that I oh, hope they nerd. stay away from. Yeah. People are like, are the Borg coming? Like, come yeah. on. We didn't get the Borg till season two of TNG. Right. Not season to be a dork, but... Wasn't it? Into yeah, it was yeah. one of those. Guinan was there. Yeah. It's like, we can't do this. You yeah. Gotta, it's like my whole thing with Gotham and stuff like that. It's like, oh, we got nothing. Let's just pull from right. what everyone knows. It's like, no, that's lazy. Don't do yeah. that. Create yeah. a new species. Forge your own path, you know? That's what TNG did. Mm-hmm. They made the Borg. Right. They didn't like go, oh, go yeah, They pull, made two. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Just a lot to ponder what they could do with season two. And yeah, the Klingon thing. I hope they can. F- we probably won't see the Klingons for a while. My yeah, guess. I'm hoping it's, uh, you know, just random smaller encounter type stuff, at least mm-hmm. for a while. You know, and, and I don't know if they'll do what they did in season two like they did in one, where there's a grand overarching theme for the whole season. Or will we see one-offs or, you know, maybe two or three episode story arcs? Who knows? Either way, I'm fine with it. I know, hope they but, do an overall. Yeah. But they also have like a mid-season right. cliffhanger. Like, I like that. There's yeah. a plan. I like that idea. Uh, whether that plan was 100% devised before they right. 
started filming probably wasn't but they had a lot a lot of time to get the show going a lot of delays and we thought we're never gonna see this damn thing right exactly (laughs) but yeah it it turned out pretty well i'm I'm happy and i want to watch it all again uh just to remember everything yeah so much to take in yeah it was very exciting and it was fun to do this show and I, I think we'll try to do a season two. We'll do a season two can. for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I won't be pulled back into a wormhole and uh, <laughs> keeping us delayed. So, well, that's why I have a tractor beam. There you go. So we're all we're all set there. Like you, I'm looking forward to binging it before two comes out. You know, I want to sure. try to time it just perfect. You know, yeah. and and then uh, and have some fun with that. But uh, I'm excited to watch the live show afterwards. You know, after every show this time, yeah, because ex- it did add a lot. You know, and it took me a while to get on board just to have the time to even watch it, but it was worth it. I know I, I had really to like cool. come over to your house and like it did, you're yeah, watching it exactly. I mean, an arm bar and everything, and force it. You know, but I did it. So. Put the turkey leg right. down. <laughs> Remote up. Yeah, me yeah. is like put the Xbox controller down. Right. You know, you nerd. And thanks for telling the cops to be gentle. They were. I, yeah, they were uh, sweethearts. Yeah, was, the, you know, I no stun guns. Yeah, the finest cell I could get that night. Right. I had no urine. And great. I don't like stun guns because I have animals. So just in case. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The nerd I wasn't got, worried about you. I was worried oh, about yeah, my yeah. dog. Well, so. at least you're honest. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the Nerf guns were just as good. So, <laughs> with that said, I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoy this break and. Uh, yeah, come back and listen to us, and of course, uh, watch season two. Yeah, live long and prosper. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. Take care. Make it so. Good.